there hi there ho there hello everybody it is monday once again potentially sunday for you or potentially another day of the week whenever you're listening to this that's all right with us as long as you're listening to this but just know that it is a monday yes for us um which means, hey, we're recording new podcasts. Who would have guessed? I mean, you're listening to this right now. This is becoming very meta, I feel like. And you but can check out the Courage and Doll subreddit. Seamless seconds, that's a thing, right? Taylor, would you like to speak on your seamless second that you've got prepared for us today? Um, You know, prepared is a strong word. Uh, I would say I have a little something something which I don't think Katie will appreciate because she just made a statement and you know it's fine. Uh, period. She said wouldn't you just want to be yourself if you're an artist and not want to be compared to anyone else? Which I agree but also listen. So you know how everybody's always like Lord, when are you gonna put out a new album? It's been four years. Which she can take her sweet time. She can take her sweet time. I came across a little artist, a little artiste, if you will, on Spotify, my home and native land. And her name is, drumroll please. Golf clap, please. Uh, her name is Maud Latour. That's Maud, M-A-U-D-E, Latour, L-A-T-O-U-R. And Miss Girl, I'm not trying to say that she's not her own person. Very similar to Lord. Very, 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 very much so. Both in terms of voice and in terms of songwriting. Now, it's no Olivia Rodrigo Taylor Swift comparison. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But if you listen to... This is a song that I heard. One moment, please. One moment, please. Is it called One More Weekend? I think it's One More Weekend. I wouldn't know. They sound... Identical. Hmm. It's very bizarre. And I'm going to need you to listen to it now so you can validate me um i have no way of listening to it because i'm recording on this and listening on and you're i'm on the phone with you but i will take your word for it and i will listen to it later i'm doing it now okay I can't hear it. She can't hear it, everyone. Just oh, know I can hear a little bit. she does sound the same. I I, I will take your word for it. For it. Um, um, I will say, I'm I'm not gonna say I'm not Lord fan. Like, I like Lord. I just was never one of those people that listened to any more than what was on the radio. Um, but everybody loves her. So good for Lord and her. And her onion ring account. That's that's what I'm a true fan of. Her onion ring account on Instagram. It hasn't been updated in quite some time. I guess. I don't know. I actually don't follow it. So what type of fan am I? Um, but Lord, you know, I feel like she's in the same uh, like pool with uh, Rihanna where everybody's like, can you release a new album? And they're both like, no, we're not going to do that. Um Although, I don't know if Lord has responded. Rihanna seems, like, extremely annoyed 
by all those comments and I would be too. I think Rihanna, you know, she has so many other business ventures with Fenty Beauty, with Savage X Fenty. She's doing Rihanna's her own thing. A bu- she's a busy lady. Okay, she gave y'all a ton of music before. Let her do her thing. And Lord said that after her dog died, she just needed some time. Yeah. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, speaking of music, pretty, um, you know, I feel like we've done a thousand seamless seconds over Taylor Swift dropping a new album. But it's, it has happened once again. But not like a new, new album, but it's Taylor's version of an old album. Um, a favorite of ours fearless you know i used to listen to this album as a child and would pretend to have those same feelings you know i would embrace white horse and you're not sorry thinking oh my goodness this is so sad i would not know um those feelings whatsoever but everybody taylor swift needs your help go stream Taylor's version of Fearless. I don't know that she has ever starved for a meal before, but she does need your help. She would appreciate it. I, well, I would assume she would appreciate it. I don't know her life. The one thing that does annoy me, just just a little bit, those extra songs she's releasing, the From the Vault songs, I'm like, girl, I appreciate the gesture of giving us these new songs, but it's a lot to process at once. There are like 26 songs on this album. That is so much. I we need to we need to slow it down a little same. bit. They sound the same. Like I get why she re-recorded. I understand. I appreciate the moment. But also I did not go and listen to every single Taylor's version. I actually appreciate that they mainly sound the same because I think if they were different then it would be this whole thing of like, should I listen to the old Fearless album or the new one? And, you know, I'll still say, Taylor, I'm sorry, the old Fearless album, it's just, you got that country twang to you. you it's it's that teenage you that I can hear really uh, gasping for air. But I'm still listening to Taylor's version. I gotta support my girl. I, it's her version. She owns it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forever and always the old version may or may not be on my April playlist and the new one may or may not be, but that doesn't mean anything. We still love Taylor either way. Love you, girl. Um hopefully uh, I don't know which album's coming out next, but I'm hoping for uh Speak Now. So that's that. Anyways, um, speaking of music again, we watched a documentary about a musical artist that you may or may not be familiar with. She's, she's, um, you know, she, she's just a small town girl in this big, big world. Uh, you know, she's kind of underground. You know, some would say that she's she is their buried friend, you know? Like, she, she under that ground, six feet below. Now, those five mm-hmm. Grammy wins for that one album, that doesn't take Ooh. away from her underground street cred. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the second person in history to win the four general awards at the Grammys all in one night. It is the one and only Billie Eilish, everybody. Billie Eilish. I feel like we're announcing her like for for an award or something. We're like, this person has done this, this, and this. Here is her legend award. And her brother Phineas. Oh, yes. Phineas, you do a lot of work as well. We got to give you credit for that. Phineas not but spelled yes. like Phineas and Ferb. Phineas with no. an F. Mm-hmm. But uh, she is a documentary on Apple TV. I almost said Apple Music. Um, called Billie Eilish. The world's, <laughs> the world's a bit blurry. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was going to say the world's a little blurry, so that was wrong. It's one of Apparently, the two. I honestly don't know. Um, I don't know. Apparently, it's a lyric from one of her songs that I am unfamiliar with. Um, so if you don't, if you're not familiar with our relationship with Billie Eilish, um, first of all, there is no personal relationship. We do not know this woman. Second, um, we, I mean, I'm going to speak for myself and Taylor can speak for herself. I don't have strong opinions on her either way. I like some of her songs. And I'm just not, like, a Billy Stan. And sometimes I'm a little afraid to say that because some of these Billy Stans, there's some big stans. I think a lot of her tunes are bops. Um, I enjoy quite a few. After watching this documentary, I actually did add a few to my playlist. However, I don't really follow her enough to have an opinion like i see her occasionally every once in a while yeah which is kind of the reason why we watch this documentary um first of all we watched the sean mendez one and we were taylor thought it'd be a good like comparison because they're both teenagers or sean was a teenager who was a singer and they, they kind of grown up in the industry just a little bit and they're both just popping off right now. So what's the difference between two? Also, we want to know Billy a little bit more. I don't know. I think both Sean and Billy are prime examples of we don't know them. But I will say I would not put Billy on the same tier that Jonathan uh, Mendez sits on. Considering him, I, ju- I just want him to do more so bad. It comes from a place of love. However... Billy, she doesn't need to do more. She knows what works for her, and clearly it's working. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll give it to Billy. She knows how to make herself successful. She manage. She somehow manages to just be herself, and everybody loves her. That can be a very difficult thing for some people, um, especially going into the music industry when you have all these music executives telling you like be this one thing do this other thing um so people like you and I that's probably why a lot of people like Billy she's just original I mean you haven't really seen anybody like her um I so okay so just starting off in the documentary the first thing I really noted, and I told Taylor, is like, this girl's got, she's got an attitude. <laughs> it just, just a little attitude. Um, 
it it comes from that place of she knows what she wants and she'll get it, but it just comes off a little snarky. And her brother is the same way as well. I think with her brother, it rubs me the wrong way more. And maybe that's sexist. I don't know. But with him, he's like a legit adult, which Billy is now too. But at the time that this was filmed, she was like 17. And there were moments when I was like, wow, you cuss in front of your mom. But like, that's their family dynamic. I'm not coming for it. But you got to commend her for sticking up for what she wants to do and not getting like steamrolled over. And I and I do commend her for that. I just I'm not going to use the whole like, well, she was a teenager, so that's the way the the way she acts. I mean, I was a teenager once and yeah, I wasn't like the greatest person. I wasn't an angel, but I wasn't like rude or anything. And she did come off as rude in some parts. And I don't know. I just, it, it just didn't seem, and this, this was the beginning of the documentary. And this, I don't know how long this all took place. Cause it seemed like it took place over a few, few years. And towards the end, I did like her more. I think she had definitely grown, but it's just, I didn't like her attitude in the beginning of it. She just, I don't know. I, I don't know what the word I'm using and I don't because brat isn't the right word because I just hate that term to begin with. It just rubbed me the wrong way. Wrong way. I think I was less bothered by it because I think I was more like that at 17. So I was kind of like, mm, okay, but and maybe this was just something that was left out of the documentary. I didn't really understand the issues she had with the director to be like I'm direct and like I get wanting to take control over like your creative vision I get it because like when you want something done a certain way you want it to look a certain way sometimes you are the one that has to make that happen I didn't get like why she was like I'm never working with these people again blah blah blah. because like I didn't see what the conflict was and it's perfectly valid for you to work with somebody and then decide you just don't want to work with them anymore and you want to do your own thing. But to do it, like, there in front of it, but to make a whole scene of it in front of everybody just seems kind of unprofessional, in my opinion. Um, I would have waited maybe, like, a day or so later just, you know, say, hey, I just not, I wasn't feeling it. I'm not going to do that anymore. I just wish they would have shown, like, what the problem was. Because then... It seemed like the problem was he was giving her directions and she just didn't understand what he was saying. and Or maybe she... Because there was this whole scene with her mom. She was recording what she thought she wanted. Like, her while her mom was acting as Billy. And then Billy said to the camera, y'all better do this, this, or this. And then... It cuts to the actual um, day of shooting and there's an actual director, which I thought was odd that Billy was already stepping in and saying, like, I want this, this, and this done. But there was a director. I was like, why didn't you direct it to begin That's with? That's how was, I felt as well. But maybe it was beginning of her career. Somebody advised her to use a director. I don't know. You know, I don't know how that. But it kind works. of wasn't, though, right? Because this album, um, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? That's not her first album. 
See, I'm unfamiliar with all her discography, so if I'm getting mixed up in all this, I mean... Like, this is her second album. It's definitely, like, the bigger one of the two, because the first album was... It's the album that has, like, the yellow cover and the red ladder, and she's sitting on the ground. Um, Like, Bellyache was a video from the first album. So I don't really know, like, who and her management team was like, let's hire a director, because I'm kind of like, if she already has this idea... And you've already kind of given it the stamp of approval of this is what we're doing. I'm like, why can't she just direct it in the first place? Yeah, because if you think about it in like the acting, if if some if somebody was in a movie, if an actor was preparing for a role and they were practicing with different shots, different angles, and was like, okay, we're gonna do this and this, and then go in the next day with a director who was probably known for making movies has probably done them and says, you know what? I have a few ideas. Maybe we should do this. The director would be like, uh, excuse me, you are an actor. You say the lines, you do what I tell you to do. And that's it. But I guess, but I, it's also different with music videos because it's Billy's music. But at the same time, it's like <laughs> the director was hired to do a job and you can't take over his job. I think it's like a management thing, though, because I'm like, if it was her video concept, which it seems like it was. And I think she said it before, like, this was my idea for this video. And she's like rehearsing it with her mom and like filming it. And like, OK, this is how I want this shot to be. This is how I want this to be. I'm like, they should have just let her do it in the first place. And that whole thing could have been avoided. But I do want to talk about her parents a little bit. So, Billy, like many other stars, I'm not going to say nepotism. I'm not. Because that word, no. And, like, yet... TikTok ruined, ne- TikTok ruined a, oh, a perfectly nice word to describe Several, something. honestly. Um, mm-hmm. But her parents, like, I think her mom is... what is her mom, like, an actor? So, her mom is... Her mom's done a bunch of different things. She's been an actress she's been a singer voice actress and she even edited this documentary which is why it's over two hours long everybody and her dad is a musician mm-hmm. but so they're very they're low in the key, industry but they're also low-key because mm-hmm. these are not people where like you would look at them and be like oh my god that is so and so that is whatever his name o'connell i can't patrick o'connell have you heard of him oh my goodness he's my favorite i am a patrick o'connell stan but i will Mm -hmm. say that i i actually really like her parents and their parenting technique they gave me like cool parents but also we're not gonna be too cool with you Mm -hmm. like the whole conversation they were having with her when she got her driver's license and her dad is Mm -hmm. like this is not the time for you to be reckless because you don't have somebody sitting right next to you and looking over your shoulder this is not the time to do this and her mom this was kind of a moment where I felt a little conflicted. They were, t- I think this was like during tour or something. They were like in a backstage area. And it was Billy, her brother and musical partner, Phineas, uh, Chelsea, who's somebody in like management, and then her mom. And they're talking about the lyrics of the song Zanny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know about this. Like, well, I knew about the song Zanny. I'd listened to it and everything. But I didn't know that her family had such strong ideas around like alcohol drugs cigarettes all of that did not know that um and chelsea is saying and this is valid it makes sense from like an industry standpoint like are you sure you want to release this song 
when your ideas about all of these things may change in the next couple of years. I was a little confused on this whole conversation because I didn't know what the song Zanny was about. So is the song Zanny like, I'm not going to say in support of drugs. No, or, But opposite. does it talk about, so it's the complete opposite. One of the lines in it is like, I don't need a Zanny to feel better. I don't need a Zanny now or ever. And in the documentary, she's like, you know, drugs, cigarettes, alcohol, that's you killing yourself. So like she is very clear about her viewpoint on it. And Chelsea's like, mm, do you want to release this and then in a few years have the chance of being called a hypocrite if you go down, like, mm. a drug-induced spiral? And her mom steps in, you know, Mama Barrel. She says, are you really going to tell her that she can't release this song about how she feels right now? Because it might not add up in three years' time, four years' time, five years' time. Which I understood both sides of it. Because, like, the industry, they're looking at it from, like, a sales image perspective. And her mom, I'm kind of on the mom side, TBH, because she's like, well, she is just writing how she feels now. This is her truth now. And that's what every other songwriter does, too. Like, if you write (coughs) a love song about somebody or a breakup song about somebody, you might not feel that way about that person five years from then yeah and i mean it completely reminds me of the scenario with taylor swift's better than revenge at the time she wrote it because she was probably angry you know a lot of pent-up anger towards uh that woman but then years go by people start to realize it's not exactly sending in the greatest message and taylor swift comes out and saying she and she even says i don't even agree with the message that it sends I mean, I mean, same but thing with she Paramore and Misery Business. Yeah, but but they don't regret making the song. It's not... I mean, obviously, if it was over, like, something very controversial, I'm sure some artists would regret their songs. But these are things that were made in the time that they were, and they had those feelings, and they changed, you know? Just like anybody else's opinions on anything can change over time. Like, Mm -hmm. I doubt there's anybody who's, like, every thought and opinion I had five years ago, the same today. Because it's, like, people grow, people learn, people experience things, and that shapes how they feel about other things. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say, in terms of, like, opinions and stuff, I mean, this documentary, I think it made me... I don't know if I, I, my opinion on Billie Eilish drastically changed. Again, I didn't have like a strong opinion on her to begin with. But I do have a better sense of who she is, especially looking into her personal life and, you know, where she grew up and like made her music. I knew that she created her music with her brother in her childhood bedroom. But for some, something about seeing the house in the little backyard, all the knickknacks all around the house, all the pictures, it made it seem like so homey and very grounded. It was very much a normal, whatever that word means, home. Like it wasn't this huge Kim Kardashian mansion situation. And she still lives with her parents, mm-hmm. which I, because she's only, what is she, like 18, 19 years old? Around that age. Yeah, I mean, that's completely normal. And some musicians at that point would have 
you know, bought a mansion. And, you know, she's probably going to move out at some point. And who knows? But the fact that she created her music there and, you know, experienced all this there with her parents. And her parents are recording half this documentary. And her, like, she says it in the very beginning of the movie, like, her family is kind of, like, her everything. Because a lot of people, like, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was, um, you know, a lot of people attribute who they are to, like, the places that they grew up in. And she's like, for me, it's my family. Because she didn't go to, like, a regular school. She was homeschooled her whole entire life. So, like, family is important to her. And her mom is like, a lot of artists don't have their parents guiding them. I'm not saying all parents, like, need to be doing that. Because some people, momagers... Some of them are not the one, but her parents seem to actually care about her and her well-being. Yeah, I like how they're not managers in their situ- in her situation. They're just the parents. Like, she'll be talking to... I assume that Chelsea was some sort of manager person. She, she was somebody on her team. She also seemed extremely young. I thought she was just a friend or something, but I don't know. Chelsea got back young, and I'm not hating on her. Yeah. And, but I did kind of like that her parents were just kind of over the shoulders just a little bit. And sometimes I could feel so, you know, overpowering. It just like, Mom, get off my shoulder. But, like, it's good that she didn't completely ignore everything that was going on tour. I mean, her their teenage daughter and... I don't know how old Phineas was. He's in his 20s. But still, I mean, you have, no matter how old your kid is, they're going to be young to you. Going off halfway around the world, you want to know what they're doing at all points. And that they're in good hands. And the mom, she even Mm -hmm. says at one point, I hate calling her the mom, but I cannot remember what her name is. I'm so sorry. Maggie. She says, what is... I wish I had direct quotes, but I don't. She was like, you know, the people who are a part of her crew, her team, we think that they really care about her and treat her as if she is one of their own. However, we are still the parents and we're playing this active role. And I'm like, yes, Miss Girl, I love that. The time that I wish they would have played a more active role is um, yeah. with that boyfriend because honestly, he was terrible. Oh my gosh, I was just about to say I, the same exact thing. And the moment that I think of the most is when it's revealed that her boyfriend Q um, got so angry that he punched a wall and broke his wrist. And obviously Billy is, she doesn't like this, but she just kind of, you know, says, oh, I'm going to go visit him in the hospital and his broken wrist. And her dad seems a little concerned. He's like, well, how do you know? He's not I, again. This I is I what he said. Quotes. I know what he said in this instance. Okay. Okay. So yeah. she talks about his anger issues because apparently this is like an ongoing thing, I guess. And she's like, "Yeah, he was angry." And he said, "Don't let him get angry at you." Yeah. And Billy says, "Well, he only gets angry at objects and things. He takes it on, but you don't know that exactly." And and I just wish he would have pushed a little bit more I know she probably would have thought that would have been so annoying but she was a teenager but they didn't even know where this kid lived like when she got her car to go visit him they were like well we don't know where he lives 
Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, they they said we never knew where he lived, which it, it kind of like bothers me. It's like, did, was he saying like, oh, I live here, 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 which is just weird. And also, where did this kid come from? How did they meet? I, I that's how I went out. I don't know. And like, okay, that was your standout moment about this. My, I have two. I have two. So there is a scene where Billy is about to perform at Coachella. And it doesn't go the way that she thought it would. And I honestly, I'm not trying to, like, come for a queen because we all have our our days. And she forgets the lyrics to one of her songs. And she's, like, very upset about how the performance went. Which is a natural reaction. That makes sense. Before, she was very distracted because he was there. Like, her mom was like, she's supposed to be getting ready. And they're, like, goofing off. But to get him there... To go to Coachella and hang out with her in the first place. She had to bribe him. She said, I can get you free tickets, but you have to promise to hang out with me. And I'm like, whoa. That is the worst negotiation. I have, Because he should want to already hang out with her. Exactly. And he got there. And I'm not trying to like talk smack on this guy. Because I don't know him. But I do have feelings. He seemed like one of those guys... That was very into hyping a girl up, but there's no substance there. And mm-hmm. I don't like that because I've seen that for other people where it's like, oh, you should wear your hair like this. Oh, I wish I could sing like you. Oh, you look so good. Like, ew. It was moments like those where I just kept thinking to myself, what do they have conversations about? And they're always other- on the phone, literally always on the phone. Mm-hmm. And... Well, continuing the whole thing about the bribing, he didn't even hang out with her. No. He just showed up at Coachella. And that was that. And then the other instance where I was like, girl, please get out. Please, please, please. Was when he called her or she called him one or the other and they're talking and he straight up said, I drove home drunk last night. Which, one, that's incredibly irresponsible. I don't care if I sound parental. If you do that, you're an idiot. Um, And reckless and thoughtless. And Billy, like, before, like, she clearly states how she feels about drugs and alcohol. She's not about it. She thinks it's, like, awful. And he does that. I'm like, why are you with this dude in the first place? And then he just tells you that he drove home drunk. And she's like, you know that that's not cool. I'm like, I would have been gone. Bye. See ya. Yeah, she's like, you know, I hate it when you do that. I was like, so this is a reoccurring thing. This this is a thing y'all been arguing about before. Because she, she said, like, you didn't drive, did you? I mean, if you have to ask somebody that. There's issues. It is. Yeah, clearly. But when she broke up with him, oh, my God, my heart soared. I said, thank you, thank you, thank you for realizing who you are and, like, mm-hmm. realizing your worth as a human and that you don't have to put up with it. Like, she said, I still care for him, but I cannot fix him. Yeah, because she constantly tried to get him into therapy. She tried to, you know, get him to stop drinking, get him to stop doing so many other things. I don't even know. Which, like, how old and- is this dude if he's, like... Hold on, I'm gonna look him up. Cause she was 17 and they were together. Brandon Q. Adams. Brandon Q. Adams. Not me actually thinking his name was Q. I was just like, they never put his real name, so it's Q. Um, 
He has spoken. Okay, you know what? Well, we'll I just go, need I an just age, was, y'all. He's twenty. He's five years older than her. So that would have been illegal. That's what I thought. That, hmm, that is gross. They seemingly dated for less than a year. Seemed like a lot longer than that. From all the from all they put put it through. I just felt um, so bad for her because you could tell she was being manipulated and walked all over. And it's like she wasn't seeing it. And every time she would also, call, she'd be like, I love you. Also, he didn't ha- He didn't even do anything for her for Valentine's Day. I know. I'm That's like, horrible. He, I'm like, literally, girl, where are any redeemable qualities? Yeah. So, again, that's where even Phineas should have stepped in and said, you know, as your big brother – you need to, you need to find a better man. And maybe I, they I did, my... and it was never filmed. Yeah, I don't know, but like, I wanted it to see filmed. If it didn't, ha- if I didn't see it happen, it didn't happen. Sorry, Phineas, you should have said my little sister deserves better. Like the only thing that I could ever see, some type of like, mm, we don't know about him, was like tiny little moments with her parents, like when her mom is like, she's supposed to be getting ready. Which was, like, her kind of telling him, leave her alone so she can focus on what she needs to do. Um, mm-hmm. And her parents being like, we don't know where this kid lives. So weird. I just, like, I- I'm happy that she realized that it wasn't going to work out. Because if she would have kept taking him back, I like, I just couldn't handle it. No. And she was obviously sad over it. Like, she cried over it during one performance. And I did think it was a sweet, like, brother and sister moment where he obviously was, like, caring for her. But, you know, I got to talk about this relationship between Phineas and Billy because <sighs> I get they're close. They are. But, like, sometimes I'm like, y'all y'all are a little too close. A little too close for comfort, if I'm being honest. I don't and have I don't a sibling, have- so I don't know. Well, I don't have a brother, so I don't know about that. Um, and I think it was sweet. And I also think it was very realistic how they did not agree on everything, clearly. Because there was this one, at one point they were, you know, finishing up her album. And he was apparently told by somebody at the... Record label. What would you? He was like, the head of the label wants us to write something conventional something radio they never said this but it's radio friendly it clearly is and he's over he's telling his mom that and she's like well you can't just trick her into writing something like that first of all she doesn't even want to write something like that to begin with second of all she doesn't even want to write anything to begin with so how are you gonna get her to do that and then this whole argument comes up because she finds out that he's saying we need to write something for the label and for the album that they can sell and she doesn't agree with that which i understand if that's not what you want but also if you want something big you're probably gonna have to do something like that which sucks because it's the like it's the kind of success where it's like oh it's able to receive a grammy nom which once again we've said it many times before i don't think that getting a grammy is like the definition of success Because some people make amazing music and they have never been nominated and never received a Grammy. People probably just haven't heard it because it's not conventional. Exactly. But I will say they did manage to write songs that I will say were unconventional yet still radio friendly. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
as annoying as this song got, Bad Guy, it was a good song. It won all the Grammys. It did get annoying, but because it was overplayed a thousand times, but it was something you really hadn't heard before. These days with overplayed, I think that's something that past me could relate to, but because I literally listen to the radio anymore all the time, like I, that's not my experience. I don't, I feel like I agree with you on that now, but when Bad Guy came out, which wasn't that like 2018, something like that. I mean, I think I was still listening to the radio at that point. So I understood that. And I think Bury a Friend was the same way. Um, good. So I'll give them that. I think they, I don't know how much of the songwriting process Billy is a part That's credit. That's what I was wondering. Then I feel like Phineas deserves more credit in terms of the, uh, like the album titles. And she, like, we did see her do some songwriting. I don't know how much of that is her and how much of that is him. But I need to talk about him for a second. So he has his own music, you know, cool, whatever. And, like, his production skills, great. But sometimes Baby Boy just comes across as a little little bit cocky um, and, like... A little narcissistic. A little, um, I'm a prod- prodigy. Uh, his dad, at one point, like, Billy and Phineas perform part of a section of a song um, in their home in front of their parents what what song is this by the way because they played it again at some concert and i kept hearing the same song i don't know oh okay and the dad is like this reminds me of hallelujah and before he even said that i was like yeah Mm -hmm." because it lyrically but like sound wise instrumentation it's it's very similar it's so it's identical because i kept singing hallelujah in my head and they get to the point where it's supposed to be like, hallelujah, but then they just stop and like go this a completely different route. And it like, it really bothered me how similar it sounded. I'm like, how did they, are we just now figuring this out? Are we the only people in the world who have figured out this sounds like hallelujah, but clearly not? And the amount of offense that he took to that, like one, hallelujah is a great song. Two... Um, the dad didn't mean anything negative by it. He wasn't saying like, oh, it sounds just like Hallelujah. He was like, you know what? This reminds me of this really great song. And I'm sure that like when you're in the writing process, you're maybe not thinking, oh, this sounds just like this. Because you're in the ideology of like, oh my God, I'm writing this amazing song. It's coming out so good. Like you're not thinking of, oh, it sounds like this. But he was like, people who aren't songwriters always say a song sounds like another song. But here's the deal. There are only so many chords out there. So every every song is going to have sections from other songs. And it's okay mm-hmm. if one thing reminds you of something else. And I'm but also at the same time, if compliment, I'm gonna say it was a compliment. He should have changed it. He could have changed it up, but he didn't. So he probably knew what he was doing. He just rubs me the wrong way, and I don't know why. And even when he's like, we're going to try to trick Billy, I was like, sister's stupid. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And can I just say, in terms of Phineas, I mean, no shade to this girl whatsoever, but Claudia, she came up at uh, during the Coachella part, and I was like, she looks like Billy. I, she just does look like Billy a little bit. 
I mean, everybody I, says that, but I think because I've watched Claudia for so long, I just think Claudia looks like Claudia. And again, no shade to her because I'm sure she's a perfectly nice person. I used to watch a few of her videos back in the day. She was nice. Um, I don't know what she's like now, but they do um, live together and they do have a podcast together. Yeah, you told me about you told me about this one part of the podcast. For me, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Been in a couple different things. I can't remember what exactly. Oh, he was. I. This is funny. I was watching Modern Family the other day, and he was there, and I didn't even recognize him until the cast came up, and it said Phineas O'Connell as lead singer, and and I was like, what? So I went back. He was this nerdy lead singer with the long hair that we saw in the beginning Not of the, the documentary. Mm-hmm. You you can barely recognize him. Oh, Phineas. Oh, Phineas. Oh, my. Oh, Phineas. Angel. Somebody did bring up a a little something something that I thought was interesting. A little interessant. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this scene where I'm not exactly sure where she's at. It looks like she's at a hotel. And there are these, you know, big record label execs. They're like, Billy, Billy, we want to talk to you. Billy, 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 Billy. But in her head, it's like, my fans, Billy, 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 Billy. And she's like, I'm just not in the mood. I just want to hang out by myself, which is a valid emotion. Because I'm sure, because I'm not a celebrity, obviously, but I feel like anybody who's like introverted, when you've been around a lot of people, you need that time to check out. And she was ready to check out and that's okay. And she didn't know that these people were important people. Mm-hmm. And there's this feud maybe feud is not the right word but there's this like back and forth when her, with her and her mom her mom's like billy just go out there and talk to them just go out there and talk to them she's like no i don't want to talk to them da, 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 da. she does go out there and talk to them and then they have this conversation in the car of like y'all just threw me to the wolves didn't tell me who these people were that they were important and like i looked like an idiot and now everyone's gonna think that i'm this bad person when i'm not the whole scene in the car confused me because I couldn't tell whose side her mom and her dad were on. I couldn't tell if they were, like, Team Billy on the side or they were, like, Billy, you need to, like, be more professional. Because I think, like you said, her feelings were completely valid because everybody has their moments where they just don't want to talk to people. But I will say there are plenty of people out they work nine to five jobs and we talked about this last night or the other night i'm in that category yeah they work nine to five jobs they have to talk to people constantly all day to get paid and to do their job you know pay whatever they that's gotta be paid they gotta do it and they probably hate it but it's gotta be done billy has a lot more flexibility but still she has to do it to not get in people like um people who work nine to fives she could do she could have a bad attitude for one day and be completely fine some people can have a bad attitude for one day at a nine to five and get fired and that's like the end of it i would disagree like yes she would keep her job still probably unless she did something very controversial but you're still gonna have that group of people who were once fans become haters 
and people who are already haters have like that against her but I don't think her parents were like not team Billy I feel like they were team we need to be better about this because like they weren't accepting like her attitude about it but they were like y'all didn't tell her who these people were because she thought that they were just like random like men and they kind of were tbh but she was like they're just random men that's why she didn't want to talk to him but then she finds out like oh these are important people yeah one of them was like head of some magazine they wanted her on the cover of so like my thing was is like why did they bring all those people at once they couldn't bring one person to one concert and one person to another. They all had to be, like, the same night. I guess it's, like, a ticketing thing. I don't know if, like, they were from the same place and they had to travel together or what. But it was, it seemed like a management issue. Like, they didn't leave here. Yeah. I don't know. But, obviously, Billy's fine because she does a concert the next day. And, like, people love her for it. Even though she got some hate on Twitter or Instagram saying like my best friend went to your meet and greet she said you had a bad attitude but she was completely fine like it stuff like that blows over with with her um and then I think this was after her breakup with Q if I'm not mistaken it seemed like Coachella again or maybe some sort of festival she went to and she goes out and tells everybody, she's like, hey, I'm in a really bad mood. Don't want to give them, like, I don't know what the exact wording is. It's like, I don't want to go out there and give them a mediocre show. I want to give them the best show. So if I'm getting- Which I kind of have that same mentality. These people who will literally, who will snatch her eat breakfast. I mean, these are people that idolize her. They love her. They don't care. And her mom even mentions that, like, they came to see Billie Eilish. Whatever you do, they'll be fine with. So it's like, you got to buck up, kiddo, and just get out there and do whatever you can do. I think, if I'm not wrong, though, I think when she said that, like, when, because that was when she had, like, the, like, little space buns or whatever, she, like, broke her, or not sprained, something to her ankle. And she was like, well, I'm not going to be able to, like, you know, be as active and be as into it. And I get her ideology of like, oh, I don't want to give this like subpar performance when I know that I can do better. However, people did pay to be here. Um, They did pay to watch this performance. Whatever it's going to be, you need to do it. Mm -hmm. Because people have traveled. People have put money into it. That whole scenario. It was like the same thing for the, um, the Coachella show where she like, forgot the lyrics listen i get it that happens sometimes people forget the lyrics or whatever but i as someone who like would have paid to go see this i would be annoyed um i think the main issue with coachella at first it wasn't even the lyrics it was like the middle screen working so people in the back couldn't see yeah the because the middle screen was like the uh that was her. So she was basically saying, well, they're not even going to be able to see me. And they're like, honey, they were like, Billy, they don't care. Billy Eilish is there. They will watch you as an aunt. Just go out there. And people, I mean, at Coachella, people are either, you know, so high or so drunk. It doesn't even matter either way. Either way. I mean, I'm glad mm-hmm. that she put concern 
for like her fans experience of the show and like I understood what her parents were saying too but like when technical stuff happens like you just kind of have to like it's you have to realize it's not your fault because there's nothing you can do about it if it doesn't work and her brother's like if there's a mistake just act like there's not and just keep going Mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'll i'll give it to phineas he was he seemed to be cool about most things but again this was not the phineas documentary this was the billy eilish documentary so who knows phineas could have been mad about every single little thing and we would have never seen and i mean she did give a good performance and her parents i do like that her parents were supportive afterwards like she was ready to just absolutely end it all in terms of performing she was like that was not what I wanted it to be, and da 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 da. And like they were like, "Listen, you did great. Everybody out there loved it." Da 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 da. But I saw it from both sides. Like I get being frustrated when mm-hmm. things don't go the way you anticipated it to go, and I could yeah. never even imagine like things not going the way you anticipated it to in front of that many people. Mm-hmm. Brings up the whole thing. We are not celebrities. We don't know the minds of these peoples. These people. These peoples. But peoples. But we sure love to act like we do. I I always have to remind myself, I do not know what these people go through every single day. But when you're coming out with a documentary about what your life is like, I'm I'm gonna be judging. I just I liked that they kept it real and they didn't try to make her this like squeaky person. Because I think if they tried to like pull a Sean Mendez and be like, I love my fans and my sister and my girlfriend. And my hometown. No one would well, believe it because that's not her personality. And I think the issue with the Shawn Mendes documentary, which we talked about, is like nothing really happened. I honestly cannot think of what. I don't think I'd learned anything from the Shawn there Mendes documentary. There was no lead up. Like this one, we were focused on. At first, we were focused on her finishing her album. Mm-hmm. And then she's like touring and we have like struggles on tour with like all of these injuries and she starts talking about past passions. I feel like we learned a lot about who she is, what she was interested in. Like she was like, oh, I used to be a mm-hmm. dancer. I was homeschooled and this was my life then and this is my life now. But in the end, we get her receiving, her and her brother receiving all of these Grammys. And I'm not even going to lie. In that moment, I was like, okay, girl good for you and the fact that she cared more that phineas got a nomination than mm-hmm. she cared about her getting it like her mom is reading these and she's just kind of like uh-huh, uh-huh and she's like oh and phineas was nominated for this and she's like oh my god he got it that was a sweet moment yeah i like that it was cute i mean it does show they have a good, really good relationship and they would have to know. to work together like that all the time oh yeah i mean they're basically each other's partners I could never imagine myself, like, doing my career with my sister. No shade to my sister, but, like, it just wouldn't end well with both of us. But, I'm like, they, they still, they weren't trying to pull up Sean and his sister where it's like, I love you so much. Not Sean's sister because she was keeping it real. She was like, yeah, and when he did this, annoying. But mm-hmm. with them, like, they do have moments where they disagree on where the song should go. Yeah. Like, she's like, I don't like how that sounded. And he's like, I thought it was great. I thought it was amazing. He kept a positive spin uh, on on that. Because I feel like she was down on herself a lot of times. I don't know if that's her being a teenager. 
and just like seeing the negativity and everything or she just like was just an insecure person but I liked how he was like hyping her up and she hyped him up too it was it was a good balance I think I wouldn't even like tie that to being a teenager I think like when you hold yourself to like a really really high standard and you can't meet the idea you have in your head it can turn into like oh my god I'm garbage this is trash because mm-hmm. like I think most people have been in that mindset at some point and in that moment when you're feeling like that and someone around you is like you got this you're amazing it's like the last thing you want to hear you're like shut your trap keep it real so what would you give this documentary if you could rate it? Oh my gosh. I would give it, um, let's see, are we working with 10 or 5? Let's do 5. 5, I would give it 4 Coachella tickets to my boyfriend, even though he's not going to hang out with me, out of 5. I enjoyed it. Uh- I would also give it for um, Pepper the dog just roaming around. But Billy says I would kill my dog if it meant I get get Justin Bieber on my song out of five. And then they cut to Pepper and he's like, excuse me? I love that part. That was probably, that was my favorite part. Little Pepper did not deserve to be sacrificed for Justin's feature on a track. Can I be honest? I did not know who Pepper was. Ever. They kept men- the dad kept mentioning Pepper ever, and I was like, "Who is Pepper?" And I was like, "Oh, Pepper's the dog." Pepper is the most important person in this documentary. He is. He was the sweetest boy. Um, clearly, the star of it all. I want a documentary about Pepper. It's just like Pepper roaming around, and you can faintly hear like Billy and Phineas recording in the background. I'd be completely fine with that. It's like those party videos where it's like, this song, but you're in the bathroom at a party. This song, but you're Pepper uh, chomping down on some food while Billy makes a song. And you hear dog inhales like, (laughs) just like faint music in the background. Pepper, but you're drinking water and it's just like slurping water and all that. Girl, that's not my dog. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't have enough saliva. It's, I I don't either. Um. Anyways, what an what an informative documentary. I feel like I was really educated mm-hmm. on uh, Billie Eilish one hundred and one. I think I have a greater respect for her as an mm-hmm. artist. Um. Now that I understand how much work goes into everything for her because she seems like she takes it very seriously and she likes to be in the driver's seat of the creative side of things and I admire that Mm -hmm. I admire that as well Billy my opinion of you it's just up a little bit again it's I don't feel one way or another but you know I respect you girl I are I always have I won't be looking out for the new Vogue video where we ask the same questions every single year but I I am streaming the tunes this month I'm not gonna lie you know what I think we should do right now what should we do I think we should take a quizzy quizzy okay one two three we are taking a quiz called 
Which Billie Eilish song matches your personality? Are you the bad guy? By Lucky Puppy 37, a community contributor. Thank you, Lucky Puppy 37. That's my favorite user in a while. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite season? Summer, as in summer, summer, summer. Fall, as in falling down in my life every single day and refusing to get up. Winter, as in winter's coming. A reference that I don't have any connection to. Or spring, as in the spring musicale. I loved all those references. Um, I'm going to choose fall. Because, you know, I thought I was in a spring mood when it became a little warmer. But now I'm starting to realize I don't think I like spring as much as I thought. I am choosing spring because fall is my uh, forbidden lover. I love fall so, so much, but we're not good for each other. What is your favorite color? When mine isn't on here. <laughs> Poor representation. Uh, we have sexy, silky, saucy red. We have um, Microsoft Word blue. <laughs> um, Daddy needs charcoal black. Or um, Taylor Swift Lover Era Pink. Um, I mean, my favorite color isn't represented on here either. The only one that I like out of all these colors, um, I guess black. That blue is just so ugly. Like, you could have a nice blue, but that one is just horrible. That's social media blue. Um, <laughs> I'm going to choose... Something about the pink doesn't really sit right with my soul. So I'm going to go with um, Sexy Saucy Silky Red. Pick a social media platform. Instagram. IG. Twitter. Tweet, tweet. Uh, Snapchat. Ooh. Oh, the ghost. I was like, does it make this that sad? <laughs> or um, YouTube. Hey, everyone. And make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, I'm going to say YouTube because I feel like out of all these, that's the only way I'm getting true entertainment, even though I don't watch YouTubers anymore. But you, it's more than just YouTubers. Technically, they're all YouTubers, but I understand what you mean. I'm also going to select that because I don't use any of the other ones. Um, pick a dog breed. Corgi, which everyone was obsessed with for a really long period of time. Border Collie. Oh. Isn't that that dog from, like, Full House? There's a dog on Full Not Comet, no. but the other dog. I didn't know there was another dog. Because I was about to say, I think Comet's a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. And then there's Bulldog. Commonly stereotyped as aggressive. They and, are not. And then there's Golden Retriever. A little basic, a little boring. Oh, not the Golden Retriever slander. A little I mean, basic, a little boring. Um, I'm going to pick Bulldog, obviously. I've had two in my life. They, they are the sweetest, the sweetest little doggies you can ever get. I'm going to pick Border Collie because I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. 
been Amanda Seyfried, or however you say her last name, has that dog, and their relationship, perfect. Okay. Which role do you play in your friend group? Group? How many people do you need for a group? (laughs) Girl, what year is this? Group? (laughs) Um, We have the social butterfly, flap, 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 the parent, clean your room, the jokester, he, ha, 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 or shy one because nobody understands me um I do you know what I'm gonna go back to high school which was the last time I had a friend group um and I'm pretty sure I was the shy one because no one understood me Uh, where's like the one that nobody actually includes in the conversation uh I'm gonna pick (laughs) Ooh, like none of these feel right None of them do. Um, I don't like. I we're just gonna say the jokester, and even though I wasn't funny at the time, and everyone trampled on me, there we go. Which role do you play at school? I don't even feel like I relate to this because I don't say I'm school when I refer to classes or college. I'm not even in school. Uh, we have the gossip, the popular one, the nerd, or the class clown. <laughs> Let's just go with the nerd because it's, I don't know. I, I can't identify with any of these, but it's the closest one. I'm the gossip. I love those fat, juicy secrets. <laughs> what are you like at parties? I've never been to one, so I could yeah. not tell you. The dancer... Mm-mm. Uh, the one who would rather be at home. Mm-hmm. The designated driver. Mm-mm. Or the person in the corner. Eh. I feel like the person in the corner is the one that w- would rather be home. But maybe they just like being there, but not being, like, active. I think I'd be... Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on the situation you're in. Because I would say I would the one who would rather be at home but what if I'm enjoying myself you know I don't know you can't judge every I don't know you know what I'll say I'm the person in the corner just because I want to be at home okay which city would you like to live in Paris ooh la la Miami spring break everyone's spring break destination New York City the city that never sleeps or Tokyo. Drift. I don't, wanna, <laughs> I don't wanna live in any of these, but I guess New York if I was very rich. I guess you have to be very rich for any of these to begin with. <laughs> Does anybody wanna live in Miami? Um, if you like that party life scene, then yes. I guess. I don't know. I don't think I want to live in any of these places either. And yeah, I'll say that there's some gross parts as there is with any city. Yeah. But I'll say, I think with Paris, they more glorify it. And like, that's why people don't see the nasty parts of it. Like people know New York is nasty. Or some parts of it. They know. Anyone who's been to Miss Paris... You can speak on the smell of those streets. Which movie genre do you prefer? Horror. Ah, Mandy. Rom-com. 
I love you, haha. Action. Pew, 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 pew. Or Tokyo doc- Drift. <laughs> documentary. <sighs> I should take a nap right now. Um, again, I feel like I don't prefer any of these. I don't I know what it is. Just not They're for me. They're so boring. Unless it's about somebody that I want. <laughs> it's so relatable considering this is over, a, this is a podcast over a documentary. Well, when it's like a music doc, I feel like that's a separate genre almost. Because mm-hmm. like when I think documentary, it's always someone being like, there's this documentary all about gas stations and the cost of, um mining blah, blah blah and i'm like listen i get that these are important causes i do but i don't want to watch two hours about it mm-hmm. um i don't like when people ask what's your favorite movie genre because i feel like you can't with any movie these days you can't just put one movie into one genre it's always a mix of genres and subgenres. and also i just don't have a favorite one i watch a little bit of all of them Except for documentaries. Y'all can go suck it. Um, I don't want to be educated. One Direction, This Is Us, she said, die. I may have spent money, or my mother may have spent money to have me go watch it, but not necessarily. I don't remember what happened in that movie, to be honest. I never watched the whole thing, and I simply never will. All right. Um, You know what? I'll just say... I'm going to say rom-com because maybe I just want to laugh at something. And usually you laugh at a rom-com. I think that's the only one that I would actually watch. So that is what Mm -hmm. I selected as well. And finally, what's your go-to store? Also a big fat nun. I have Hot Topic. Eyeliner. Skinny jeans pop culture t-shirts never even been inside one we have Ooh. that was just not for me i said live inside a hot topic back in the day this was back in the day when it was before all these pop culture like t-shirt pop t-shirts because i'll walk past one in a mall these days which haven't been in a mall these days and i'm like what's this a mall? is this is not the hot topic i grew up in but anyways move forward <laughs> forever 21 forever fast fashion uh urban outfitters seven thousand dollars for a shirt i did see these pants though that were really cute and i said i thought about it it's, uh, it's so tempting it is but i'm like are these worth 65 dollars i don't know um and then we have anthropology I've never shopped at Anthropology. I've looked at the home stuff, and it always smells really good in there because they have this one candle, but I've never in my life bought an article of clothing from there. Mm-hmm. So the closest thing I think of is Urban Outfitters, and I just think it's funny that I'm choosing that, and it says go-to store, but that is like the last store. That's like last resort because of how expensive it is. Even if you try to get something on sale, you're still out like 40 bucks. <laughs> I'm going to pick Anthropology because I want to have enough money to be able to call that my go-to store. Mm. I don't know what Anthropology, I don't know what their thing is, to be honest. It's a sister company to Urban Outfitters, um, the same way that Free People is, but it's more like home. 
Oh. Home. Well, I don't know that. That's interesting. Um, interesting facts, though. Thank you. All right. Which Billie Eilish song are you, Taylor? Um, bury a friend. Oh. She's getting those roots snatched out of that head. Somebody is pulling that ponytail hard. Uh, you're intelligent and thoughtful. Thoughtless. You're a little bit dark, which can scare some people off. Me and Katie have talked about this before. But the ones who matter fully get you. And get is in quotation marks. Get. <laughs> they get you. Um, And then we have, you're not afraid to get a little bit weird. And weird is in between two tildes. Weird. All right. All right. Um, I got, you should see me in a crowd. You're tough and cool. You're the kind of person who knows what you want and you're, how you're going to get it. Everyone around you knows you're destined for greatness. And then we got a young Billy, uh, with that lilac hair. She's got a crown on and all those spiders crawling on her face. The best hair color that she ever had. And she just looks bored to death. But she As looks she cool. As she should. As she should. Mm-hmm. When you're successful, um, you can be bored. <laughs> so true. Um, I don't, you know, you should see me in a crowd. I don't think I've heard it fully. I think it's one of those, like, songs I've only heard snippets of. Um, and then I remember, like, a while ago, she came out with this, like, spotify thing where it was a music video but vertical and like a spider was coming out of her mouth and I was like, oh, oh it's just sp- the graphics mm-hmm. yeah and i was like that's interesting we even saw that in the documentary the spider coming out of her mouth i was like huh i don't remember that's that, an act of okay. bravery it was in it no because then right after she was doing a live stream with her pet spider choices choices people you know what not my life could never (laughs) not my life but billy you do you do you baby girl Mm -hmm. all right should we move on to our outro of course um let me think for a second i know that you wonderful listeners are not the bad guy Uh uh-uh you want to help us out every single week the way you should. <laughs> yes, and by helping us, you could give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. And follow us on Twitter at Courage and Doll. And if you don't have Twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts, then email us, couragedollpodcast at gmail.com. And subscribe. Bye. Bye.